Welcome to the Rhodes Trust Roads Ahead series, bringing you thought leadership from the Rhodes community around the world. In this set of podcasts, recorded during the inaugural Schwarzman Rhodes Symposium at Rhodes House, Oxford in October 2018, our contributors reflect on public leadership in the 21st century, in particular the challenges of ethical leadership, cultural understanding, and communication in today's fast-moving interconnected world. We hear now from Dr. Ibu Patel, founder of Interfaith Youth Corps and former member of President Obama's inaugural Faith Council. My name is Ibu Patel. I am a Rhodes Scholar, Lady Margaret Hall and Illinois, 1998. It is a thrill to be back here at Oxford where I learned so much and where I expanded my ideas of what I could do in the world and how I could contribute. That has taken shape in an NGO called Interfaith Youth Corps. The big question that Interfaith Youth Corps seeks to address is how do you build a healthy, religiously diverse democracy? We work with US college campuses to help them be models of interfaith cooperation and to inspire and train college students and young adults to be interfaith leaders. I came to Oxford very interested in broad spiritual issues and in multiple religious traditions and wound up doing a defill in ethnography on the religious community that I belong to, which I was not especially connected to at the time. Interestingly enough, over the course of doing this ethnography, I became more connected to it. I learned that not only did I find this community, my community, interesting, I admired them and recognized my belonging to it. So I'm an Ismaili Muslim. It's a small Shia sect of Islam that takes the tradition seriously and also believes that adaptation in the tradition to meet the time and place is not only permissible but important. That plays a huge role in my ethos in how I see the purpose of humankind to be a servant and representative of God on earth, basic idea about human goodness, a respect for tradition and community, also a respect for adaptation and interpretation. It informs in a very deep way lots of who I am. At Interfaith Youth Corps, IFYC, we work almost entirely within the United States of America, a nation in which there are 2,800 four-year nonprofit institutions of higher education, what people listening to this would normally think of as college. IFYC focuses its energy on residential institutions because those four-year residential campuses are like mini civil societies except that the faculty and administration on those civil societies have more influence than, say, a mayor would have in a city. They can actually say to those students, we want you to read this book, you need to participate in this activity, you need to go through this first year orientation, et cetera. And we think to ourselves, what if those college campuses embodied some of the principles of religious pluralism, respect for religious identity, relationship between different religious communities, a commitment to the common good? What if those college campuses were more proactive about advancing knowledge about various religious traditions and also religious communities and the role that religion plays, in our case, in American society. Religious communities play a very important role in American civil society. They build hospitals, colleges, schools, disaster relief agencies, refugee resettlement agencies. So for colleges to be proactive about teaching that, I think is really important. One of the remarkable things about a four-year residential college is that you're not just learning things, but you're actually practicing things. You can start a student group. This is 
an arena where these college students can practice the skills of interfaith leadership. IFYC has a set of programs that train interfaith student leaders, principally our Interfaith Leadership Institute. We have a whole set of faculty programs where we help college faculty teach interfaith studies courses that focus more on, as I like to say, Muslims and Hindus than on Islam and Hinduism, so to speak. We're invited to college campuses to speak, to advise administrations on interfaith strategic plans and the like. This question about public leadership is very interesting. I think it's different in different sectors and for different kinds of organizations. IFYC is a nonprofit organization that I founded. And there is something more of my vision and strategy in the organization than, say, if I was a civil servant or even if I was an elected mayor. This doesn't mean that I am only beholden to what's in my mind. I think a good public leader, I would like to think that at least sometimes I'm a good public leader, does an awful lot of listening, integrates and synthesizes a wide range of views, has critics and pays appropriate attention to those critics. The way IFYC started was that I went to a number of interfaith events in the late 1990s, and while I appreciated the senior theologians on panels. I was 23 years old, and I wanted more young energy and more social action, and I criticized what was going on enough to where somebody said to me, you ought to build that thing that you're talking about. I thought that that was a wonderful challenge, that this person was saying, instead of being a critic, be a builder. Instead of being an activist, be an architect. Necessarily, the thing that I came up with in consultation with a set of other people, but ultimately I was the one doing the synthesizing, was the shape of this organization called Interfaith Youth Corps. It is a very interesting and challenging question when an organization goes through a transition, which we're currently going through because of significant funding cuts out of our control. How much of the vision of the founder versus the input of the staff versus the thoughts of the institutions and people who the organization serves, how do you mix all of that together? I think that in an entrepreneurial, founder-led nonprofit, there is something to the founder playing a larger role in the vision process and in the transition of an organization than, say, that individual would if she was an elected representative or if she was a civil servant. And one of the reasons that people trust those organizations, the people who trust them do trust them, is precisely because they have trust that the founder's DNA and the founder's vision is playing a more prominent role. I don't mean a dictatorial role. I don't mean an exclusive role, but a more prominent role than in a different kind of organization. There is a manner in which I am old-fashioned about certain types of leadership. I think that there is something to the long view. I have a lot of respect for serial entrepreneurs, but the people that I respect the most are the people who built something and built it to last and stayed with it for a long time. Jane Addams and Hull House. Jane Addams was a social reformer and institution builder in the late 19th, early 20th century in the United States, actually the first American woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize. What she's best known for is building this institution called Hull House, which welcomed the Jewish and Catholic immigrants coming from Southern and Eastern Europe. When other people were calling them aliens, she viewed them as citizens. She built this institution 
that did everything from offering cultural activities to advancing social reforms, principally so those recent immigrants could integrate and make contributions in the United States. Jane Addams wrote a book called 20 Years at Hull House. And then 20 years later, she wrote another book called 20 More Years at Hull House. Jane Addams didn't get stuck in a rut. Jane Addams was creating and innovating and doing new and bigger and better things, but she built that place to last, to make a difference, and she stayed with it for a long time. I think it is an interesting question in a pop-up era in which temporariness is all around, and the question of what are you going to do next, what are you going to do next, is always present to ask the question, what am I building that's going to last, and how long am I willing to stay with it? I've been at IFYC for 18 years now, and we're constantly improving. I belong to this institution. This institution is bigger than me. My name is Interfaith Youth Corps. That doesn't mean that I'm going to take this to my grave. I'm not crowning myself, but I owe this institution things, even though I founded it, and I owe the people who depend on it some things, and I take that seriously. That was Dr. Ibu Patel, founder of Interfaith Youth Corps and former member of President Obama's inaugural Faith Council. You have been listening to the Roads Ahead series on public leadership. We do hope you can join us for our next podcast.